0: WBNE
1: The Howdy Yokes. Before we get started today, we just wanted to let you know that this episode of The Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by the patrons. We want to build this thing to be as big as it can be, and we want to make more podcasts. Really, more than anything. That is like the bottom line dream. Ethan and I want to make more podcasts, and we want to help other creators make podcasts and find ways to make money making their podcasts. But we really we cannot do it alone if you enjoyed this episode and you want more bacon and eggs and you want more content like this more of this easy listening throw it on in the car when you like to or dive deep into it when you can we want to make podcasts like that head over to our patreon page at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and check out all of the reward tiers we have over there right now there's a really cool ten dollar tier which grants you access not only to our bonus show the hash browns which by the way this week, I'm extremely nervous about, but I think it's gonna come out really well. But you will also get unedited episode of Bacon and Eggs, which like is always fun. You get to listen to all the weird little quirky moments, and you can add it to your RSS feed. So if you still wanna use the like, trim silences feature in o- Overcast, you can do that. So you, then you just get like all the moments that don't happen otherwise. Because there's more editing that goes into this than just removing those silences. And we could really use your help to make the best podcast we possibly can. So thank you so much for donating, and thank you even more for listening. Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to The Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're inventing Facebook. Or maybe we're destroying our only friendship. So steal some intellectual property.
2: And drop the, the, it's cleaner. Today we're bringing you The Social Network.
1: Movie directed by david fincher came out october 1st 2010 that's 10 110 3497 days ago on a 40 million dollar budget uh, it made 4. i'm sorry it made 224.9 million dollars worldwide got a 96 percent critic rating on rotten tomatoes 86 percent audience rating on rotten tomatoes and a sweltering 95 on metacritic
2: 95 on metacritic this is our second like a our combined if we combine the ratings this is our second highest rated movie
1: the second highest rated movie my guess is that it lost to jaws not even close to being true really jaws what is like a 65
2: to? metacritic
1: uh, you know what now that you say that i think i remember that also hold on let me see if i can remember i don't think it's parasite i didn't check parasite tell you the truth okay
2: I, this is not by any means like Somebody's going to go check this, and I'm probably wrong. This is by no means an exhaustive list. It was me spending the last five minutes Googling things, like, like searching Metacritic for things I know we've covered.
1: I, I like to think of the older stuff. Uh, Monty Python, I feel like, probably did pretty well.
2: I have no idea what the m- Rotten Tomatoes score on Python is or the Metacritic. Not Rotten
1: Tomatoes, Metacritic. But, uh, what's the other old one we did? Monty Python would
2: have to be pretty good. It's got a 93 on Metacritic, but it'd have to be a pretty good Rotten Tomatoes.
1: I'm trying to think of what other... It's got to be an older film. It's There's not, no did something. It's, I mean, no, it's it's really. older. It's not old. It's like a modern era...
2: It is a, it is a... Our Lifetime movie. Dark Knight? No, I don't think so. Didn't check those, though. Kind of forgot we covered them. Not even close. Dark uh, Night eighty four on Metacritic. Huh. Ooh, it might be. It might be Parasite. It might. It might also be Parasite. Hang on. Parasite ninety six. <laughs> some reason I thought Parasite didn't do that well. Well, it's got some horror elements. Yeah. I know what was the what Metacritic was the, uh, doesn't like horrors. Was much. the God? You can't even search Parasite on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah. Uh, Parasite also beats this, but just 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 barely. Parasite's ninety nine. Parasite's ninety six, and then uh, ninety nine on Rotten Tomatoes. What's it on Metacritic? 96.
1: Oh, sorry. I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that's what yeah. that was. Uh, okay. So you're you are missing
2: something that I thought would have been absolutely face smackingly obvious. Uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't do like Gump. No, but what have we covered that has, how many movies have we really covered that have like tip top of the list, Rotten
1: Tomatoes ratings? Uh, any of the Pixar movies, Onward? Not uh. even, cl- <laughs> Onward
2: was the list of the middle Pixar movies.
1: Toy Story. Yes.
2: Toy Story.
1: Really? Toy Story.
2: Toy Story was a 100% Rotten Tomatoes and a 95 Metacritic, I believe.
1: Dang. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, Toy Story, 95. Before before we even get to our binary review or positive, negative, professional reviews, I actually have a grievance to air.
2: Ooh. (sighs) Do we have a toothpaste and orange juice that I'm smelling? A, A toothpaste and orange juice. Toothpaste in orange juice! Air horn noise inserted
1: in post. So, I didn't do this on purpose, Ethan. Today at lunchtime, Olivia was, like, being a little fussy, and it was kind of her nap time. So I spent most of my hour-long lunch putting my baby to sleep. Is that acceptable? Yeah. So I get back to work, or I get back to, like, my desk, because I'm working from home, like, ten minutes before I go back, and my office is right next to my kitchen, and I don't have time to, like, cook anything. I didn't want to make, like, a bowl of cereal. So I went in, and I got... Oh, God. I don't... I'm, like... I don't even want to tell you what I ate.
2: I, I, like, what could possibly be in your fridge that is that disgusting? It's not disgusting. It's not disgusting. Here's the problem. Were well, you just like, I need some quick calories. I'm gonna like guzzle some mustard or something. That's exactly mustard what I did. No you know, I guzzled
1: mustard. No. I picked. The, I picked um, the best for you condiment. Yes. Uh, I drank a Diet Coke with Splenda. I didn't like add Splenda, like a Diet Coke with Splenda I'm familiar with the the heathen Apocalypse drink that you've described. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. And with my Diet Coke with Splenda, I drank a Slim Fast Chocolate Shake. That was my quick calories for lunch. That sounds horrible. Okay, so it's horrible. And here's the thing. My lunch is at 2 o'clock. I get off at 6. So I was eating at like 2.50. And the bottle... And we bought these as kind of like a cool little like like one is like a dieting project and two as like a cool little space age quick calories literally for this situation my problem is that the bottle says holds hunger for four hours and it did i wasn't hungry again until about seven o'clock an hour before we recorded the problem ethan is that at seven o'clock i made a batch and a half of pancakes ate all of those and then i ate two rice cakes smeared to the tea with freaking peanut butter and then i ate some sausages and then i drank some sweet tea and i drank three beers and there was another food i oh i ate an entire bag of edamame and i'm still hungry yeah my dude you were better off not eating exactly come seven o'clock i would have been
2: like yeah i could eat just a normal sized humans you know meal. you know why it's uh you know what's called slim fast because you because slim it, and then it, fast because it, 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 no, because it tricks your body into eating itself. Yes. It puts you into like ketosis. It didn't work, Ethan. I ate so much. Oh no. So it what you're so supposed to you're supposed to give in. You're supposed to let you ride the hunger like a
1: beast. Even I didn't. <laughs> I just ate and ate and, and gorged. And now To be fair, over though, my belt there's what you call a muffin top. That is I don't even need uh, a muffin. That I is, didn't even need a muffin, Ethan. That was not the
2: Slim Fast's fault. That is your weakness.
1: <laughs> well, because I knew I was coming in here and I had to be with you for three the, hours or more. The Slim Fast right now is on its own podcast
2: talking about you.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I've got to. You guys will be like, believe this, this Mamma
2: Jamma didn't even listen to me, man. I kept him full for four hours and then he just went and gorged. <laughs> he went to a Chinese buffet, put up an out to lunch sun, cleared the thing out, man. <laughs>
1: I did clear that. Th- to be clear, I didn't eat the whole batch and a half of pancakes. I ate my food and Bill's food from four people's worth of pancakes. So I ate half of a half of, of a batch and a half. Of pan- I, I see. I, I bought. I pancakes. bought into
2: the mythos of you just eating the entire thing of pancakes. I have watched <laughs> you tear down some pancakes like they were I going out of style.
1: Some, you wouldn't believe the kind of breakfast food that I could eat, man. I love some breakfast food, ladies we and gentlemen of the jury, that.
2: and by the jury I mean the listeners. Have I? Have we told you about the? time that Tyler when when Tyler and I lived together in college in Rappahannock River Hall at Christopher Newport University. Have I told you about the time that he started making pancakes and vanished?
1: <laughs> I don't think you have.
2: So there was one time where I was I was sitting on the couch playing probably Borderlands or FIFA. Or FIFA, playing playing with Don Draper on AFC Wimbledon because I remind you, John Green, that you stole our IP. <laughs> We you know had the AFC Wimbly Womblies we before you ever even heard of AFC Wimbledon.
1: You know what's so funny about the Womblies and AFC Wimbledon and the Dons that we Nothing created? Nothing is
2: funny. Nothing is funny about it. It is theft. <laughs>
1: Is, no, we created and put that whole thing together. And, like, we even did research on the team. And we were like, oh, my God, this is the team that, like, they just up and left one day. And the community was, like, we knew the whole story. And then John Green shows up and he's like, oh, have you guys heard of the Wimbly Wombly's? Took them through, like, seven seasons. John Green and bald John Green are male lovers.
2: John Green and John Green's bald another John Green's. <laughs> they love each other and they love our team. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Oh, other good, good john
2: green time. he's a finisher
1: <laughs> kieran jalali was on that team here's my J- facebook I friend still for seven am, I'm years i'm still facebook
2: <laughs> friends with kieran jalali he hasn't played soccer since then
1: uh 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 sebastian brown one day, goalie one day i'm gonna meet <laughs> i don't think you are one day I'll i'm gonna meet john you. green Take in it real off life your butt. oh yeah That'll happen. One day I'm going to meet John Green
2: in real life and not in the crosswalk in Seattle after Podcon. And it's I'm going to hate John Green. I'm going to look at him dead in the eyes and be like, "Hi John Green, you wrote some books that are really impactful on my life and I'm really appreciative of you, but you stole my idea even though you've never met me."
1: <laughs> and it's not really my idea. They're the first team that pops up. <laughs>
2: anyway yeah uh anyway Starts so, so, an we're, so an a. Th- th- the real story that i'm telling <laughs> we're doing a great job of talking about the social network a movie that i love
1: a movie that i love i but. honestly think ethan can i can i give you a prediction for the end of this episode no i need to
2: finish talking the telling the okay. story first and then you can what why what's your prediction
1: i don't think you know what i'll i'll uh i'll give you a caveat prediction i don't think knives out will remain in the top three
2: what's our top three right now
1: parasite Star Wars knives out
2: oh you are putting me in a hard predicament there I'm uh, th- that that sentence has shocked the I okay let me finish the story then we'll talk about social network okay anyway because it's a very short story that the listeners just need to know about one day I'm sitting there playing FIFA Tyler is he's come home from work in his work uniform you were at catering you're wearing the blue polo I remember this
1: okay black pants blue black polo. pants blue polo
2: yep <laughs> and you came home from came from work at catering and started making pancakes. This is not an uncommon scenario. Tyler and I were super broke in college, and,
1: and you can get like a gazillion pancakes for like a dollar. Yeah,
2: you, you bu- just buy the just add water pancake mix for like a dollar fifty. It makes like a hundred pancakes. You're great. You're good to go. It's yeah. not a hundred pancakes, but it's like it's a bunch. And he starts making pancakes, and I'm sitting there playing FIFA. And I'm like, cool. I mooch some pancakes off of this guy when he's done making these. This sounds great. And I look up. He's gone. Door's open. He's. <laughs> gone like the front door to the apartment to this day i still and i don't want to know where you went i still don't know where you went and i get up and i'm like what the heck happened did he go to his room no i would have noticed his room is next to my the couch like the door right. to his room is next to the couch can, quick question
1: can we move back in to rappahannock
2: river hall that was still the biggest bedroom i've ever had <laughs> I by a wide like wide my- margin i could put two king size beds end to end and still not touch a wall in that room It was a big room But anyway so if he's you... gone And I get up and the stove is on There's pancakes in the pan <laughs> And he comes back like four hours later
1: <laughs> was I... I've, I, I I think I know this situation I'm not going to tell you what I was doing Because I could be wrong I don't, I don't want to uh... know It
2: would ruin the mystery for me you got, like, abducted by aliens, as far as I'm concerned. Like, you you were talking and then vanished. But let's talk about the social <laughs> network. Specifically, let's talk about what professional, well, professional critic. Let's talk about what Michael Atkinson of Times Like These has to say about, or sorry, in these times, not Times Like These. I read that completely wrong. I saw these in Times and read it wrong. He says, A zesty advertisement for the further meaningless Facebookization of our daily routines and the further squandering of our free time. This is written April 18th, 2016. What? That this man came in here to be like, I'm sorry, the social network is bad because Facebook is bad.
1: Facebook was sucked in 2016 compared to 2010. Either way, this is not an advertisement for Facebook.
2: No, yeah, this, this is This is the opposite Facebook of that. Is this is why, this is them saying stop using Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg is the devil.
1: Yes, that is exactly what this is saying. Did you know that on Rotten Tomatoes, Josh Pence gets credit for Tyler Winklevoss? Josh
2: Pence played Tyler Winklevoss. Tyler
1: Winklevoss. What? Only, like, from behind, right?
2: Yeah. Not from behind. Yeah. It, no, he was, like, I don't know. He was, like... It was Army Hammer played both of them, Yeah, right? but they did the, like, Benjamin Button thing, I think. Where they just, like, photoshopped their face were on Where they, like, him? stuck it on him. Yeah. Oh. So, like, anytime there was two of them, it was that dude.
1: See, I, I was under the impression that that's not what they did, because there are scenes where the lighting on the two of them is different, which I guess is, I mean, that's... Like, obviously, I'm wrong if what you're saying is true. (laughs) I don't know if what
2: what I'm saying is true. Either way, even if he's just just a stunt double, like, the team that made this, it doesn't surprise me that he would get credit as a stunt double. Right. Because this is... Aaron Sorkin, David Fincher, and Scott Rudin. We've never talked about a Scott Rudin movie, apparently, somehow. I don't know who that is. He's the producer of this movie, not like an executive producer, like the actual producer. Let me just list you a few of, um, because there's there's some ones on here that I think you will love. Uh, his films include Academy Award-winning Best Picture, No Country for Old Men, as well as Lady Bird, Fences, The Social Network, School of Rock, Zoolander, The Truman Show, Clueless, and eight Wes Anderson films, as well as Eighth
1: Grade. Okay, so I like this guy.
2: Yeah, he He's, uh, he's an EGOT winner. Is he really? Yep. Uh, one Emmy, one Grammy, one Oscar, 17 Tonys. I feel like you never
1: win just one. Just
2: one what? Tony? Tony. It's got to do with how producers are credited for things. So, like, he won the Grammy for Book of Mormon. Okay. Because it's under his name. Right. Whereas, whereas like, so a producer can only be eligible for one Oscar per year, as opposed to, like, an actor or a director or a writer or whatever. Right. So, unless you're, like, if you're just a producer, you're only going to get one nomination. But for the Tonys, it's, like, you get all of them.
1: Yes. Correct. Lynn Manuel. Mm-hmm. Tony Winner, best friend of mine. Be- best friend of yours. He retweeted me one time. You
2: know him? He retweeted me one time.
1: What time he retweeted you me? You know what?
2: I here's my thing. If there is any celebrity that you could go up to and be like, "Hey, you're Lynn Manuel Miranda, you retweeted me one time." And there was a celebrity to be like, "Heck yeah, I did." It would be that guy.
1: I'll be honest with you. If you go to Brad Pitt and say, hey, you're Lin-Manuel Miranda. You retweeted me that one time. He's going to be like, well, hold on. Okay, you know what I mean. And he'll bite into a nacho right in front of you. I would give... $100 $100 to sit down and watch Brad Pitt eat nachos right in front of me, but like kind of chat with me at the same time when he shakes his hand to get the the salt off. That's the moment where I'd be like, there yeah, it is. Yeah. You know,
2: I'd pay $100 to hang out with Brad Pitt for yeah, sure. I, mean, yeah. I don't even have an, uh, any grievance saying that I would pay $100 <laughs> to hang out with Brad
1: Pitt. If Brad Pitt was like, I would like to go get a very expensive cup of coffee. I would pay, like,
2: actually here's, I'm going to say it with the exception probably of Scott can and the guy that played Livingston, I would pay $100 to hang out with any of the 11.
1: I'd pay a hundred dollars for any of them. A hundred dollars—that's not a lot. You know, it's a lot—a billion dollars.
2: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I'd pay. I'd pay a hundred dollars to hang out with anybody who was one of the eleven in Ocean's Eleven.
1: Yeah, I feel like. I mean, yeah, there's there's some better values in there for sure. Like, yeah, <laughs> but, I'd
2: rather hang out with George Clooney or Brad Pitt or Matt Damon. But Matt if John, if Don D- Cheadle's like, "Hey, you want to hang out for a hundred dollars?" I'd be like, "Okay, War Machine, what's up? Let's go." What's
1: up? What's up? Okay, so I have a positive review. A lot of them. There's, there's a ton of them. Just go to Rotten Tomatoes and search the social network. It might pull up. Um, I like Luke. W- or I'm not sorry. <laughs> I said Luke Wilson. I meant Jake Wilson from The Age in Australia. Australia. Can I do it in Australian accent? No. Like Zuckerberg. <laughs> Fincheck excels at data management. Data management. Delivering vast amounts of information. See, I don't even know how to do share show You, You, you got... Like,
2: see, I, I thought that you were getting it well because you said like Zuckerberg. But when you said like Zuckerberg, it sounded a lot like Mark Zuckerberg in a good Australian accent. Oh,
1: I see. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. See, it's. I, I keep going back to like British guard.
2: Yeah, you, you slip into the like the Bert.
1: <laughs> like Zuckerberg. Can I do like a New York thing to kind of just make it something? How about you just read the positive reviews so we can get on with our lives? Like Zuckerberg, Fincher excels at data management, delivering vast amounts of information with the utmost clarity and speed. It's just a little bit New York. He's kind of Brooklyn, kind of retired, moved down south. You said speed the exact same way that speed. Don Cheadle says speed in Ocean's Eleven. How does he say it? You You were just, just like,
2: speed. Speed. <laughs> <laughs> scene Mary with, uh, Poppins. Uh, uh, Ma- <laughs> they the say the old in- world gets its time from Greenwich, but Greenwich gets its time from Admiral Boom. The,
1: <laughs> the scene in Ocean's Eleven where uh, Don Cheadle—it's after the lay it out. Oh, yeah, one job, job to do. Out. You tosses. You had one yeah, job to do. No, when Brad Pitt shows up and he's—he's he's breaking him out of the police scene. That's the best scene in the movie. Or he's like, how fast can you slip something together with what I just slipped you? And he's like... It's done. It's done. (laughs) I didn't see that coming. Uh, Okay. You want the line to them. I also want to say Leah Rosen from The Wrap says, At last, a movie you can actually discuss afterward, and not just on Facebook or Twitter. No, you'll want to chew it over in person with friends for hours. In which Leah Rosen is like a walking advertisement for Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. Seriously. I, I've loved this movie
2: I saw it in theaters I'll tell you what here's the real kicker about how much I liked this movie when I first saw it I bought the soundtrack on iTunes
1: why because <laughs> it smacks I know that the previews had power by Kanye West did they
2: that's hard that's like, oh. hard
1: <laughs> that's the that's the that's the power s power right? that's
2: yeah that's is that that cannot be true oh yeah oh yeah. That's wild. I have no... Like, this is a master class in dialogue, in just, like, making a biopic, like, that is also, a, like, a, a stands up as a movie.
1: I loved it. Like, I, I, don't,
2: I, I, was... I don't think you have to care about Facebook or about Mark Zuckerberg to like this movie.
1: No, because you don't care about Napster. No. You and care you about like Justin Timberlake anyway. as Sean Parker. How good is that? Justin Timberlake, like, in sync, screwed by Napster, and then... Justin Timberlake gets his jollies playing Sean Parker. Yeah, Justin Timberlake was a millionaire
2: network. at at 19, playing a guy who invented Napster at
1: 19. Yes. You know what other movie features Sean Parker? Uh, no. The Italian Job. Does it? In The Italian Job, uh... The remake, I'm assuming. The remake, yeah, with Donald Sutherland. Uh, uh the, just sidebar?
2: I know you're not crazy about... Older movies—it's not really your forte. The original Italian job, of Michael Caine, is worth your time.
1: I—I I have heard such a, a true fact. I'm sure the Mark Wahlberg. Actually, listen to this cast. I would, I would no, it's a came good. Today, the, the remake is it. good.
2: I mean, it, um, it, it probably isn't in the same so, way that the original probably isn't good either.
1: uh So Seth Green plays Sean Parker's roommate, and Seth Green says like, "Oh, I invented Napster." And And Sean Parker stole it from me. Why? He called it Napster because of my nappy hair.
2: I did not... I've not seen The Italian Job in years, but I did not remember that.
1: I mean, it's like... It's a a pretty big part of the movie, but it's obviously just, you know... I also haven't seen this movie in a long time. No, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time because I, I... I, in my mind it was heavier than it is it's pretty heavy it's got some weight to it there's like you know the big acquisition where you yeah. got uh, Andrew Garfield kind of getting crazy and Justin Timberlake egging him on what a great scene
2: oh yeah the the, the those three in this movie Justin Timberlake Jesse Eisenberg and Andrew Garfield. I had a hard time pulling their names to mind just now because I was so sold on the characters.
1: Yeah. You know it's crazy. This is a weird thing. Uh the back of Jesse Eisenberg literally is Mark Zuckerberg. It is Zuckerberg. Mark
2: Zuckerberg, but he doesn't look a damn thing like Mark
1: Zuckerberg. I think Mark Zuckerberg cut his hair short after this for a reason. Oh yeah. This this ruined his image completely. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you want to be friends with Zuck? You know what's crazy about Zuck is like, he puts out a few videos of him grilling outside in, in Silicon Valley, and all of a sudden I'm like, hey, you seem like a decent human being. He's not. He's not. <laughs> he's a billionaire. He's
2: a robot. I don't want to be friends with any billionaires. I wouldn't mind having a billionaire Sorry, friend. I don't want to be friends with any American billionaires.
1: Is Jerry Jones a
2: billionaire? Probably. I don't if know. If Jerry though. Jones was
1: a billionaire and he decided he wanted to be your friend, would you be a Cowboys fan?
2: So actually this brings me to a very a point I want to make about this movie. This movie does a very good job of painting Eduardo Saverin as the victim. Yes. And and this movie this movie comes closer to the truth than probably 99% of biopics that are made. But Here's what I like But Eduardo Saverin if things went down how they did in this movie, should have just ridden the damn thing out.
1: What do you mean? Quit
2: Harvard, come hang out in California at the Facebook office and become a billionaire.
1: Nobody, listen, I get where he's coming from. Sean Parker, defunct loser of Napster, sits you down and says, you guys are gonna be billionaires, but Sean Parker doesn't have a home. I think if you're Wardo, you're like, I'm wary of this whole process. No, but when Sean Parker- I trust the Harvard method. When
2: when Sean Parker gets you a deal with Peter Thiel, you say, yeah, okay. Like if you came yeah. to me if you came to me tomorrow and said Mark Cuban wants to buy WBE for a seven percent stake,
1: yeah. I'd be like He's gonna give yeah, us a five hundred thousand dollar loan for seven percent. Done. Let me tell you what Mark Cuban will not buy.
2: Correct. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So you come to me tomorrow and you say Mark Cuban wants to buy you say some you say some random guy from down the street got me a meeting. Some dude that I found outside of 7 Eleven who was asking money for money for heroin. Got me a meeting with Mark Cuban. He wants to offer us, you know, a 7% stake in our
1: company for an angel investment. I say, yeah, let's do it. How small of an angel investment would Mark Cuban have to give you? I feel like if Mark Cuban was like, guys, I think I can help you, but I want 25% and I'm only going to give you 15 grand. I feel like I'd be like, done. I will will take 25 grand to have one meeting with you, Mark Cuban. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Mark Cuban backs
2: podcast empire is all I need.
1: (laughs) I yeah I feel like and he would he would he would so help um that makes me think you know we do own a podcast business Ethan when you watch this movie how much are you like let's just give everything away until there's millions of people listening yeah hundred percent that's how we've operated so we have we have a paywall for some stuff we have a paywall
2: for some stuff but we have we have not I'm gonna I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna peel back the business curtains a little bit for okay. people on this podcast we don't run a ton of ads on this show no we've historically not.
1: Be- and and moving forward, we have decided not to.
2: Right. There's a number in mind that an advertising company would have to give me before I put their product in front of my people. Yes. And we're not going to run ads, and we have not run ads, for less than that number. Yes. And I'd rather continue to do this as a side project until we can develop the audience that we would need to to get the kind of money that I want before I put somebody's ads in front of my audience. That's fair. And I don't have a problem telling people that.
1: No, yeah, I, I'm, I'm 100% with because that. Because WB&E is cool.
2: It is I cool. I don't want the party to end at 11 p.m. I don't either. I like the I'm, I'm not like... saying you are. Neither of us is the Eduardo here. There is no Sean Parker. We're just two dudes. <laughs> <It was> just,
1: <laughs> what if Sean Parker calls us? I would be like, "Hey man, you did that thing with the kids. I'm gonna it's going to be a hard yeet from me, but I appreciate the phone call." Yeah, I would not uh take a meeting with Sean Parker. 100% 100%
2: yeet. Yeah. That dude has been yeet. that dude has been a cancer to so many different If you go to Sean Parker's Wikipedia page, that's just like Failed out of this company, and this company, and this company, and this company, and this company. But one of them was Facebook. Eduardo Saverin renounced his American citizenship so he didn't have to pay taxes on hundreds of millions of dollars that he earned. Scumbag.
1: Yeah, that's a crappy thing. Scumbag. But you know what? That Facebook feature, join our free Facebook group.
2: I mean, I have lots of problems with Facebook. I don't have problems with, like, I love our Facebook group. If there was a better place for us to have a Facebook group, I would. There's not. There's not, we could do uh, a subreddit, but I don't particularly like Reddit any better than I like Facebook.
1: No, I don't like Reddit at all. The kind of people that that write on Reddit. Every time I think I'm going to give Reddit a chance, I get on there and I start reading all the comments and I don't like any of them. And I thought maybe this would change because like in college I didn't like them because it was a bunch of nerds and I thought that I was cool and I just didn't want to deal with the nerds but now as an adult it's just a bunch of mean nerds
2: right and the thing is like with the exception of reddit because I don't I don't love how reddit works uh the the the, just the it's not the people that I think would use our reddit it's the fact that our reddit would be open to the reddit general populace correct but like if if twitter comes up with a thing that's like facebook where where you can have like twitter groups that run the same way a facebook group does we'll have a twitter group won't dissolve our facebook group but we will also have that yes our community is wherever Man. it can be right so for that reason because there, there are plenty of people that listen to the show that do not there aren't going to use twitter or instagram or snapchat or tiktok or zazzle or whatever the new thing is
1: zazzle huh what's zazzle
2: i i don't have any idea i think zazzle is like a like a shoe company that sells like like discount shoes not positive it's just a name that popped into my head it's already a thing that exists it's not a social network
1: I wrote a D eight and I wrote a seven, so I'll take that. Uh, take that argument.
2: Um, no, I, I. So I. This this is a movie that is designed for me to like it.
1: Oh yeah, this is. How do we? I mean, reach the white college kid who feels, and this is every white college male, okay? Yeah. Who feels like they are smarter than everyone they go to school with?
2: Yeah, I mean, I. I didn't, Even I didn't get a, a sixteen hundred on my SAT. I got a. 1520?
1: I get a 1350. Two score. score.
2: Yeah, two score, I got a 1520. Um, I don't remember what my writing score was. It was, I don't know. It put me over 2100, I think.
1: I think I had a 660 and a 610 and the 660 was in math.
2: Yeah. So like I did pretty well on my SAT. Uh, I would, I didn't do Harvard good
1: because I didn't have the GPA for Harvard. I also like Harvard didn't feel like, even if I had I mean, Harvard's 0. not attainable for people like you and me. Right. Even if I had a 4.0 at our school and I was the drum major of the marching band and captain of the swim team and I ran track and yeah. I was captain Could, of the track couldn't team. Couldn't have gotten my application read by Harvard. I, I still wouldn't have gotten, and, and I had a 4.0. Like Harvard just wasn't an option. And it didn't feel like an option, right? If I had been in that situation, I would have been like, I'm just going to apply to Virginia Tech. And I would have been totally fine with it. Yeah, at some level, we,
2: we did get a great education. We had a great high school with like 100% graduation rate. But we still went to high school down the middle of nowhere.
1: That We went to so public high certain- school in Roanoke, Virginia. Yeah, that set certain quote unquote attainable, reasonable goals. I think they taught us to shot shoot low.
2: Oh definitely. Yeah, shoot shoot low, don't miss. Not aim high, miss high. Shoot low, don't miss. You wanna you wanna aim high, miss high, you go be Tyler Cavanis, play football at North Cross after you transfer to Cape Spring, get an extra year of eligibility, and play quarterback for Harvard. That's what you do. Is that what you do? Shout out Tyler Cavanis. if you're out there. We never met, but I know your name. Congratulations.
1: You don't strike me as the bacon and eggs licitor type nope now, uh, Did yeah, he, we send kids to good schools yes i absolutely. think every year we had two or three go to ivy league and then some that went to duke some that went to william and mary we, we graduated smart yeah, kids. if i had
2: applied uh if i had had, had a better a slightly better
1: gpa i, I could have gone to duke did you want to go to duke kind of yeah i know you applied to lsu i know that was high on your list
2: I got into LSU. I got a full ride to LSU. And here you are. And here I am. Didn't go to LSU, man.
1: <laughs> Went to Liberal I'll Arts tell you, college I by the coast. I loved my college
2: experience. I don't want to be the guy that's like, I want to change anything. Cause like well, I wouldn't be doing this show right now. I wouldn't have met my girlfriend. I wouldn't have like most of the friends I do. But like every time I go to a Virginia Tech football game, I'm like, man, I could have gone to school in the
1: SEC. A lot of people can go to school in the SEC. I remember there was a girl we went to college with that went to Bama, and that was like, oh my gosh. You know what? I think if I applied to Bama, they would have been like, sure, come on down. Oh, definitely. 100%. <laughs> also, yeah, 100%. Also, LSU was high on my list because they gave me a full ride. <laughs> I got a full ride to a bunch of schools that I didn't go to. A full ride didn't feel like a real thing. I had no concept of student loan or paying back college loans. I yeah, knew not that at I all. had to. I like I knew that there was this ethereal concept, but I also didn't think that like like I would have been under the impression that after a full ride, incorrectly, I still would have had to pay student loans. I did not get into the
2: University of William Mary or College of William Mary. Uh, and I got accepted to UVA the day that CNU's band camp started. Did you really? I got waitlisted, and then I got an email like during sectionals of band camp that day that was like, hey, you're accepted to the University of Virginia. You know what? I almost left. Really? Legitimately, yeah. I came came very close to packing up and being like, bye.
1: You know, I'm surprised. Band camp went better than the rest of marching band. In college, for us. I would disagree. No, Bandcamp was great. There was Aaron Denny, Buster Bigelow. Yeah, Bandcamp Steph was Athlete. not great. Bandcamp sucked in college. There was 12 hours a day in the swamp smoke. Oh, the swamp
2: smoke was bad. I feel band like. Bandcamp in college was fun. It just, by the I mean, not bandcamp, band, marching band in college was fun. It just wasn't as much fun as Chris Millahan had.
1: Oh, yeah. That so was when it came tough.
2: time to re sign up for the next semester and like go back to bandcamp, I was like, I did not have as much fun as Chris Millahan.
1: <laughs> I think the other thing was, I mean, obviously the director we had was like not at all what we were expecting and not at all what I would have thought I'd get in a college marching band, especially a D3 marching band yeah. with 200 members. Like, I was under the impression that if 200 people are playing in this band at a 5,000 student school, this is extremely fun.
2: Yeah, I was. In, under the impression that we were going to have fun. The way that college bands
1: have fun fun like like more so right because there's 200 people in a 5,000 school student school like this is going to be just the most insanely fun thing that you could ever imagine because there's
2: there's several tiers to it like you have college bands that try really hard and have fun because they try really hard and they're the best and people like come to see them play
1: right ohio state yeah exactly
2: ohio state their marching band is literally called the best damn band in the land like they're not the marching captains they're not the marching buckeyes They're the best damn band in the land. That is the name of yeah. the Ohio State marching band. And you know what? I saw Ohio State do their thing in front of my eyes at Lane Stadium. And it was cool. It was so cool. cool. The entire stadium sat down, shut up, and watched them. Yeah. And then I watched Ezekiel Elliott run all over Virginia Tech. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was men against boys. Like, BT held in, man. It was it was like 21-21 to 21 at the half. Michael Brewer breaks his collarbone, never plays another down in college football, gone. Brendan Motley from freaking Christiansburg High School comes in. I remember standing in the rain at C at Cave Spring, watching Brendan Motley beat the crap out of Cave Spring.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And then
2: I'm watching this dude get rocked by Braxton Miller, Joey Bosa, uh, Ezekiel Some Elliott, Cardale Jones. <laughs> you remember Cardale Jones, the guy quoted as saying, I ain't come to play school. <laughs> there's some
1: good players i went to the ohio state university and, yeah you uh, don't
2: say urban Meyer coaching <laughs> i think that might have been before urban Meyer, but that
1: was that was uh after uh, beamer beamer on the Hokie side
2: that was beamer on the Hokie side yeah before labor Frente. day 8 p.m kickoff i had been drinking since 8 a.m at an ato party we'd watched brad paisley give a free concert the night before incredible
1: the good old days
2: yeah, I, I'd already graduated college by this point. Um, I
1: was working at the New York Life Insurance Company. Look at you go. What a Let's do a segment on the necessity of life insurance. I really don't want to. <laughs> we are obviously not going to. Yeah, that's a, that's that a toughie for me. That would be a boring podcast as well. And a really sad podcast.
2: It would be an extremely sad podcast, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh so we, social network, it hits my demographic perfectly. In fact, I, I don't know if you know this. Have you ever thought about a conversation you had when you were in college or high school or middle school or elementary school? Really any phase of life before where you are right now? Uh, yes. Do you remember how just absolutely rude you were to other human beings? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I was the exact same way. I wanted to be, I, I saw this movie and I thought Mark Zuckerberg was a freaking hero. There, there's uh, th- There was that conversation
2: that's been going around on the internet recently that's like, Hey, since we're talking about it, like, what were you bullied for? And I was like, I was bullied for a bunch of things, but I deserved it. I don't know that I deserved it. I think that's that's the wrong way to go about no, it. No, but, like, I wasn't innocent. None of my friends I were innocent. I was not innocent.
1: I was not innocent. We were all and bad definitely... people, man.
2: We were in high school. I'm not forgiving people that are bullied and like to be fair nothing that happened to me in high school was bad like i i am not scarred by things that happened to me in high school
1: i'm a little scarred by the bullying i received in high school i i, like if, I if i really think about it i like start crying
2: well you got it worse than i did for sure yeah that swim team sucked
1: yeah that was bad Uh
2: like i never i never had that the only group i was part of was marching band
1: right and we were i don't want to say we were the bullies but we definitely thought we were cooler than the rest of the kids in the band and it definitely because gave us a we
2: were. Tyler, because we were, okay?
1: (laughs) You're not wrong. But no. cooler by what standard? And, and, they had to be more fair, friends to than be fair,
2: The people that bullied me in high school were the bullies. Like they bullied everybody.
1: Yes. They were also not the bullies you would expect. They weren't like the kids smoking cigarettes out by the trash no, can. They those were like kids the... were
2: cool and nice. And also the football <laughs> team was cool and nice. Yes, the football team was the nicest dudes in the world. Right, like Josh Woodrum never would have bullied me. Ever. No, he would, he would never think of it. Ever. Michael Cole, Adam Anderson, Nick O'Keefe. None of those dudes. But
1: I, can, I could drop a few names right now. I could I'll drop some names of up. some people that i wish would just rot well i, I don't want any harm to. but come they're to like they're but, bullies that was their whole shtick is these people are mean to kids and they, they like but they were smart they were like the ap gov maybe not ap gov who the hell are you thinking of i'm thinking of uh i'm thinking of a
2: particular person whose facebook statuses you sent me the other day okay because that, that dude, dude was no ap
1: student no he was not but you know who was uh and i'll, I'll send it to you in the chat and you'll be like oh yeah you're right. These dudes were bullies. I don't want to. I don't want to put them on blast. No, I'm not gonna put
2: anybody on blast. I uh, see. I just. I. Y- no. I, I. The second one, especially, I did not have. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. On that one.
1: I would. But I'm I would say it was, that like... the middle one was not as bad, but the top and bottom. Okay. Yeah, that kid was a bully, but he was also one of the smoked cigarettes by the dumpster kids. Oh, you got that one worse than I did. He was nice to me. Uh, he was also nice to me because. There was two factions to the swim team. There was the um the like group of kids who were there because they wanted to do a sport but didn't want to do like track or anything. And they were like pretty athletic, but they weren't swimmers. And then there was the Olympic class swimmers that went to our high school. Yeah. And then I fell like right in the middle because I did year-round swimming until like eighth grade. So I had I had like a lot of technique and skill behind me, but it also wasn't fresh for any of high school. Right. Where these people were still doing two a days every day
2: but yeah, it was like there was there was our school was so weird because like the kids that would hang out and do drugs and whatever and that like were just high at school were perfectly nice.
1: Yeah. Um but that that top one that I sent you, that's Mark Zuckerberg. That was no, the Mark Zuckerberg. I, I, I liked the middle school. one. I
2: can't stand him now just from social media presence, but I I, I liked that middle guy.
1: That, that top and bottom one were terrible. Oh yeah, bottom oh for sure. Uh
2: bottom one was a guy that know, played football and didn't do Marching band because he played football and thought he was better than everybody who did marching band because of that.
1: The one I just sent you is somebody that one day just walked into school and decided like he was my best friend in elementary school and even through like probably the first half of sixth grade and then one day he just walked into school and was like yeah we're not friends anymore and he just pretended he didn't know me for three months and then we just didn't talk after that's that. wild like truth it was the weirdest thing in the world because we were literally like inseparable best friends
2: but no this so this, this movie came out in 2010 right yeah. i was a senior in high school who was like part of the i was an early adopter of facebook
1: yes for for I like facebook, high school kids i had facebook for three years like, by the time this i i
2: off. was i was saying this before we hopped on but i remember the person who sent me the invite code who was it no
1: way sent me,
2: myspace messaged me an in, an invite code to facebook and i was like ah, there's no way this is gonna be the thing but sure i'll sign up for an account
1: I even remember having the conversation that like It was sometime uh, in two thousand seven. It was movie. between
2: uh eighth grade and freshman year.
1: Mine was during band camp. I uh I one day felt like I didn't I didn't want to deal with the top eight anymore. I felt like it was shallow and I didn't care. And I cared a lot about on MySpace there was a profile views yeah. number that you could see. And I knew that I was driving myself crazy with it. And my brothers, Jonathan was in college and I'd had it for a while because he had like college. Dot edu yeah. email address. Um,
2: yeah. Ben was still in high school at this point.
1: Yeah. Jonathan was in college. So he had like a Facebook account. So I knew about it before a lot of my, like you and Chris, because Chris was the oldest and, and yeah. you didn't have any brothers. Um, So I remember like, Making a mental comment to myself of being like, I'm so tired of PC for PC, like the bulletin board on MySpace, as well as checking page views. Yeah. And I was bothered by the songs on MySpace, that you could just go to somebody's profile and a song would play. The
2: top eight thing was just straight up cancerous. I mean, that deserved to die.
1: I don't think, I think it was cancerous for literally our demographic. I think if I was an adult that had that, I just wouldn't care. I just wouldn't update my top eight. Right. I think Tom would be there, and then the order in which I received my friends. Yeah, but when when we're in seventh grade, and that's everything. And That's
2: everything. Because what the thing that got right is the the Eduardo saying in this movie, like at a place where social standing means everything, it was everything,
1: and it was everything.
2: But I, I rem- so I remember thinking, like, ah, Facebook will never catch on, and then MySpace was dead within weeks. Yeah, weeks, like gone. Like nobody was on MySpace anymore.
1: I remember early on on Facebook, one of the great things that MySpace had that I don't think even to today is a feature that i would utilize but i know a lot of people would and would make good use of it is that on myspace you could just like code your own layout yeah and you can't get that on facebook oh man we
2: thought we were some hackers man
1: (laughs) you go in and it would change it from black to blue (laughs) yeah um but like on myspace you had all this functionality that was like power to the players sort of where facebook was much more rigid and it was like apple right it was like iPhone versus Android is obviously Apple is better because you are wrong about what you think you want. Correct. And uh, because you're not a professional designer. (laughs) Uh, But that's some functionality that Facebook didn't have that I remember appreciating early on. But I know a lot of people to this day wish they could get. And I remember there was like Facebook like like pages you could join early on that would be like, Oh, if you like this page, you can turn your page blue. But of course... They didn't work. But yeah, this movie was
2: designed to get me. Like, I was an early adopter to Facebook. I was a senior in high school who thought I was better than everybody else, but wasn't. I liked David Fincher movies. Like, I was a big Fight Club fan at this point. I was a big Seven fan. I was a big Jesse Eisenberg fan. This was designed to get me. And it did. And it did. I was a Justin Timberlake fan. But yeah, I was was a big Jesse Eisenberg fan. I was a big Aaron Sorkin fan. Like, there's there had not been a movie to this point that was, like, more designed to get Ethan to watch it. I also I like movies that made me think I was better than everybody else because I liked them.
1: I also identified with Mark in such a way that it was like I was the kid who I I definitely didn't know the first thing about code or programming or anything like that. But I definitely was the kid who thought the crew team or the football team or whatever, even though the football team was nice to me, I had bought into the like cultural standard that those people were jocks. Right, and and I'm better
2: than them because I didn't do these things.
1: Yeah, I'm better than them because I'm smart, even though I wasn't smarter than them. No.
2: Yeah, I thought I was was the smartest kid in the room destined for greatness. For sure, 100%. And I mean, I was in AP Physics with a bunch of people that also thought they were the smartest people in the room and destined for greatness, and they were smarter than me. Yeah. Or at least they were better I'm- at math.
1: <laughs> I didn't do AP Physics. I was always the best in my math class, though, because I was a year behind where I should have been in math.
2: I was two years ahead, and then I failed Algebra 2, because I didn't learn Algebra 1.
1: I think I could still... I think if you put an Algebra 1 test in front of me today, I could get 100% on it. Any Algebra 1 test.
2: I did Algebra 1 in, like, 6th grade. Yeah, I did it in 9th grade. Maybe it was seven, I don't remember. I did it in middle school. I was two years ahead of where I was supposed to be, and... Yeah, you didn't have to take math eight high. No, I did. I took it in sixth grade. That was it. Yeah, I took math eight high in sixth grade. Can you imagine putting, like, an 11-year-old in that class? (laughs) Well, so I went to school in Roanoke City, and we had this thing called the Plato program. Yeah. Yeah, and I was, like, one of eight third graders at my high school or my elementary school that got to do that. Okay. So, like, I started fifth grade math in, like, second grade.
1: That seems so excessive. There's, like, what is the point of getting somebody that advanced? Because I don't know,
2: but it it, it failed.
1: obviously it's
2: wrong like Like it
1: was a bad idea and all of us all of us specifically
2: like i've kept up with the people that are from that program and we all have like gifted kid burnout syndrome
1: oh yeah hundred percent you know what's funny is i went to school in franklin county which is like like if if roanoke county schools are better than roanoke city schools roanoke city schools are considerably better than franklin county schools right uh i went to kindergarten first and second grade there and i was like the top of their version of the gifted program right and when i moved to penn forest which was a forward-thinking school uh which is a elementary school that we moved to when we moved to roanoke um i don't know if i'd say forward thinking is the right word it was an open concept school so there was no dividers between the classrooms yeah at all i don't know if anybody else experienced this apparently it was really popular in like the 70s and 80s and this school held on to it yeah at least until i finished that was actually grade. why
2: my parents didn't want me to Go to Pen Forest because I was going to go to Pen Forest. Like I, I lived, it, I
1: grew up in the district for Penn Forest. Yeah, you lived, I mean, the, the kid that lived up the street from you won a national contest at my school. Yeah.
2: And I, so I registered with my grandmother's address, which right. they were cool with because the magnet program was a thing back then. Right. Which they Uh, they touted as some like, oh, we're going to get better kids to better schools. And really, it was how can we get white people to go to school in the city? Right. hundred percent. But I was so I was like I was like the top one of the top eight students in my elementary school. So like I went to a worse school system than Roanoke County, but I went to a better individual thing than they had in the county. So I got to the city to, to the county schools when I went in sixth grade and they were like, we don't know what to do with you. So they stuck me in like math eight high and like dumb kid English.
1: You know what's funny is I've always been really gifted with English. Uh, I've always been a really good writer, but I'm a very slow reader. So as a result, I had to take, like, not dumb kid English, but like regular English all throughout middle school. I had to say, school. yeah,
2: sorry, I did, I did, um,
1: I did pre-AP freshman year of of high school. I did advanced
2: advanced English in sixth grade, and they never let me do another advanced English class because I straight up did the bare minimum. Not because I couldn't. I could read better than anybody in the class. I couldn't. I didn't care. Like, I didn't have the drive. I've never had the drive.
1: I was a better writer than reader. That was my problem. And I would turn in papers in my like 10th grade English class that were the best papers my, at least so they say, uh, the best papers my professor or my teacher had ever received, but I couldn't do summer reading.
2: I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And English is the one, just, one where it sticks out the most because you have to do the work. Right. So like it'd be obvious that I just didn't read the books. Right. I, I just know the math. That being said, that being said, I would go back and do absolutely none of my English classes differently.
1: No, I had the best English classes.
2: Yeah. I, 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 I would rather... Do away with AP English.
1: i do away with summer reading. It's such a pointless activity. No, it's not. Because that was the only need... time.
2: That was the only time you got to
1: pick the books you were going to read, though.
2: And they gave you, you a list need... of like
1: no. great books. Okay, but you don't need sixteen-year-olds to read the Scarlet Letter and Dante's Inferno. No, they read in the Scarlet Letter the and
2: Dante's Inferno in AP English. They had to read the Inferno over the summer. Did they? Yeah. They had to read the Scarlet Letter from Miss Price. Not in ninth grade. No, in tenth grade. She did tenth grade. Yeah, she did ninth and tenth, and then Miss Davis did eleventh and twelfth. Okay. Uh Miss Miss Price did... did, or or it might be like.
1: Bookends. I don't know. She's not there anymore, so who knows? Neither does Davis. I can't imagine. Larocco's gone. Can you believe that?
2: I thought he would die there. I thought Truthfully, he would, too. I would take Larocco again. I would pay attention to him. That dude it's was smart. Smart dude.
1: Smart, uh, smart guy. Little wackadoodle. Little wacky. Little
2: wacky. I would take every Pete Lustig class I could find. Oh yeah, I would take. I would gladly take Peter Matheson's eleventh grade English class every year for the rest of my life. Well, He's a
1: firefighter now.
2: So, so. I, had, I had Chapman, Neil, Matheson, Neil. I had, uh... and I learned. I learned more from Matthew Neil and Peter Matheson than I did anybody else in my entire ye- collegiate experience, except for Michael Mulrion.
1: I'd price Chapman, Matheson, Gotchel.
2: Yeah, I, I had Chapman for dumb kid like college-bound English freshman year college-bound is what they call it yep which is such a weird name that seems like the
1: advanced version
2: right yep and then uh I took I had um 10th grade English with Neil and me and Colton Banks and Zach Simonis and sit in the back of the room and not pay attention.
1: It was so funny. It was 11th grade. It was me, Colton Banks, and Zach Simonis. Rest in peace, Colton.
2: Yeah, I had um, 11th grade. I had different. Did we take 11th grade English together?
1: No, we we uh, we were in separate classes because I was in that class with Zach Simonis. And uh, oh, my God. I had Sam Wright. Not Sam Wright. Uh, Sam. What was Sam's last name?
2: Sam Mitchell.
1: Sam Mitchell. Sam Mitchell. Uh, Colton Banks. Uh, a few people. I, I did a Gatsby video in that class where uh, I asserted, clearly I didn't do the reading. I asserted that Gatsby had a pool table and not a pool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did the reading for Matheson's class except Death of a Salesman. I could not bring myself to actually read Death of a Salesman.
1: I've read Fahrenheit 451 probably 15 times. You
2: did not read Fahrenheit 451 for Peter Matheson.
1: No, I read it for... Uh, uh, that was eighth grade. Uh, oh my God. Oh my God. Miss Stefan. Yeah. Um Oh, I can tack that onto my favorite English classes as well. In fact, starting 7th grade forward.
2: I had Miss Sumner in 7th grade, and I she had, was uh... the devil. Looking back, she was probably a great English teacher. She was just mean.
1: No, I think that's a bad teacher then. I think if you're mean, then you're a bad teacher.
2: I mean, I probably could have learned some things from her though, but English teachers are supposed to be the ones that are transformative. And poetic. Right. It's like, I would rather learn from John
1: Keating. Right. I had, uh, oh my God, it's going to kill me if I can't remember her name. I know she married Roth, but what was her last name before that? No idea. I even ran into her at CVS not too long ago. She, uh, my seventh grade English teacher, is like when I fell in love with reading and writing. First teacher to really like believe in me and let me feel like uh, I could really express myself in ways that. I, you know, it's crazy. I loved music in college, in high school, and I loved playing and I, I loved creating compositions and things, I never really felt like music as a form of expression in middle and high school. Yeah. No, not at all. Not in the way that like writing would have been. No. Yeah. Because they didn't, even though we took jazz, it wasn't like, it didn't feel like it was yours. No. You yeah, know? yeah. And
2: and no ensemble is going to feel like
1: that. Right. And I don't think that was the fault of our professors because they were very- I don't expressive. think that's the point. Very You're supposed to learn how to do music. Right. I, You're not learning <laughs> I creative expression.
2: It's not that like we took music theory. We didn't take creative music. Like we took- we we took a wind. In I felt
1: like I got I, I got uh, creative music expression. I got to take a piece of Lomar May and turn it into like a jazz. Oh,
2: team. for sure, but like that wasn't the point of the ensembles. The point of the ensembles no. is to teach you to play an instrument.
1: Right. That's why I play more guitar now than trumpet.
2: I have not picked up a euphonium since.
1: <laughs> but I feel like trumpet is a little bit more practical, oh, for sure. regular use instrument for than sure. a euphonium is.
2: But I didn't, I didn't but want I, to practice, so I wasn't good enough to be a trumpet player.
1: I didn't practice much until like junior year. Well that
2: was what Miss Sarver told me and that stuck with me. Not through my <laughs> own not because I wanted to, but because once I got put on euphonium to move into squire band in eighth grade, I was never allowed to look back.
1: You played trumpet again at some point, didn't you? I played, you it, played it in trumpet?
2: I played it in concert band freshman year of high school. And then he was like, if you want to go back to Euphonium for uh wind ensemble I'll let you move up to symphonic band. And I was like, done. Cool. Because I wanted to be in the room with the people who cared. I just right. didn't care. Right. <laughs> I faked every practice card, ever. Oh, practicing at home is a wild, I wild thing. I forged my parents' signatures constantly.
1: Well, yeah. How am I gonna practice at home when there's a dog that hates the sound of a bad playing trumpet? It's not even that, I just wasn't
2: gonna do it. I didn't do the homework for any of my classes until college. And then it was hard. You, oh, yeah, if you wanna talk about the reason I didn't do well in college is because no, I never no. learned to do school. College is yeah. for people that were good at school. I was not good at school, I was smart.
1: Right, You were. you were naturally smart. I think I think it's evidence of a good kindergarten and first grade. I really do. I think that's where if you are a good kid that knows how to pay attention in kindergarten and first grade you will learn math through senior year of high school as long as you go through the normal path in first grade. And
2: that's the thing is like, I've never been a great critical reader.
1: No, I I, I don't see any problem with getting invested in the story. Right, the I am a great
2: reader of critically acclaimed works. Right. I am not a great critical <laughs> reader. Like it's, and, and, and it, it extends to me watching movies. There's a lot of times where people will be like, I love the themes in this. And I'm like, I just love that movie, man. Like the whole thing made me really happy.
1: I love the part where Captain America catches the hammer. I love that part.
2: Like, I can't, and this is the thing, is, like, I, I can't necessarily tell you what the themes are in a lot of movies, but I can also understand Citizen Kane.
1: I've never seen Citizen Kane. I feel like that's a it's, it's a, I have a movie po- podcast faux pas.
2: But, like, this, that's what I'm saying, though, is, like, there's you, there's a hard, you're gonna be hard-pressed to throw a movie at me that I'm not gonna get, but you're also gonna hard, be hard-pressed a lot of times for me to get the, like, the, the, maybe not the second layer, but definitely, like, the third and fourth layers. I just never learned those skills because I never, did them right i could learn those skills i just never have like if we did this a movie, movie is... if we did a podcast where we went in depth into the themes and the and the you know how does this relate to jesus kind of thing about the movie i could learn that skill i'm you good at Zuck watching is movies. genius I, fucking, I mean jesus if you're gonna believe the 10th grade english model everyone is jesus there is only one main character and it's jesus
1: yeah the hero's journey
2: right is about jesus yeah
1: and it's always jesus the Odyssey, the, the Odyssey written before Jesus is about Jesus. It's the hero's journey. Who's the hero? Jesus. You know what's crazy? Okay, so we've talked about movies being well-paced and poorly-paced before. I want to I want to bring back to the social network. Yeah. Social network is two hours long. It is the fastest two hours of my life. It is 100 so well-paced. It is extremely easy to watch front to back. If you want to dive deep and look at... Oh, they made this shot, this shot, this shot, and that was smart. And I love the way it came out. You have all of that, but if you also just want to watch it as like a yeah. like a movie, you can watch it as a as
2: a biopic of Mark Zuckerberg and learn a little bit about Mark Zuckerberg, or you can watch it as a masterclass in how to make movies, how to yes. write for the screen, how to direct, how to film, how to act.
1: I think a, an important distinction here is that this like Parasite is a movie for movie people, right? It is like, I loved this because I love movies and I like when they do creative things with this, that, and the other and this really nailed all of that.
2: Okay, Parasite is a perfect example. Do I get all of the symbolism of it? No, there were things you brought up when we talked about it that I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't think about that. But also I was not stumped by it. And there have been so many people I've seen watch Parasite and be like, I didn't get it at all. What's not to get? Exactly. I don't know. They're the Parasite. I don't know. I got it. (laughs) Um, But people don't see that they're the Parasite. They are like. They they can't so, – uh, and there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with watching a movie to watch a movie and not really worrying about the distinguishing factors of like, okay, so it's the protagonist, but does that make them a hero?
1: Right. Like, but I no, no, absolutely not. The people well. in
2: – the, p- the family that wins in Parasite are villains. Yeah. They are committing crimes.
1: Like bad crimes. Like bad like crimes. and trespassing. But they are the deaths. protagonists. Yeah. Parasite. Man, that was a good movie. You know what separates Parasite from some of the other critically acclaimed things on our list and why it's still at the top? No. I think about Parasite all the all time. All the time. All the time. And I didn't think that this was a lasting, important thing, but like Parasite means nothing to me. I don't give a crap about- It is
2: completely and utterly unrelatable.
1: Yeah. Like it, yeah, exactly, um, and that's why it ranks so high. Is that I still think about it because all I have the time.
2: never in my life been as far down as the first family or as far up as the second family, and I never will be. Right. I have the immense privilege of growing up as a white person in North America,
1: right, in a pretty inexpensive town. In a
2: pretty inexpensive town, yeah.
1: Um, and that's why I had this conversation today. Uh, that's what separates Klaus from uh. Frozen 2 and Coco. I think about Klaus and Onward so much more than I think about Frozen 2 and Coco. And that's why what Jumanji films keep falling down our list, is because I don't think about I don't them think when about I'm not them. watching yeah. them. They're just good old-fashioned, fun family entertainment. And they're so, so good. Yeah,
2: but there's not a whole lot to them. There can be. There can be, but it doesn't, it doesn't hit you in the face with it. I think about Frozen 2 a lot, though.
1: Well, Frozen 2 beats Onward on our list. I also so I have different reasons
2: why... Not different reasons. I share those reasons about Klaus, but there's there's other factors with Klaus. Well, Klaus
1: also falls into the same category of parasite of being like a, this is a movie person's movie.
2: Well, and and they're they're really like at this point I'm done giving animated movies an achievement for being lifelike.
1: I guess. So you are more interested in Klaus
2: and... because Klaus is not made to be it. Klaus is designed as opposed to like it has a style
1: yeah i'm i'm with you no klaus and uh like at this point, the, the and the more burst. the
2: more and more it happens the more and more we approach the, the apex of the walt disney properties the more that the distinction between pixar and disney animation ceases to exist yes like we are Although we are approaching I do the, think- because there used to be a, there was a disney style and a pixar style and they've gotten closer and closer and closer together this is not any person doing any 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 particular team doing anything badly they're doing it better but it's just like it's it's better and better and better and better and better and like you know we have this beautiful cinematography and animated movies and beautiful scenes rendered everything and it's like this is so lifelike and i just don't care anymore like cool they're all gonna be lifelike they're all gonna look like this do something different now
1: that's why actually why i like onward is because i felt like toy story 4 incredibles 2 really took it like a step too far towards lifelike to the point where it was, like, distracting watching the movie of being like, wow, I can see the cotton, like, rolls on... Right, and people know, the, being the, like,
2: the, people being like, oh, man, you can see the... The, 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 sh- the, the pills. Yeah, on, the- on Bob Parr's shirt. And I'm like, okay, cool.
1: But that, that almost takes it away from me. And I didn't have that feeling watching Onward. I'm sure that that level of detail is there. But also... Well, like, Onward has
2: the Lion King thing going for it. It was made by like the B team.
1: Yeah, I loved Onward. Is they were like I, I they were like okay, who do we that. we got
2: we got we got we got Pete Doctor doing Soul. Like let's uh let's get him on this and then he can pick his people and then ah, oh, crap, we got to do another movie though. We we signed up Chris Pratt and Tom Holland for this movie. Hey guys,
1: <laughs> we got some big hitters here. And that's where the social network I can can we move I we're we're at an hour and and 17:40 yeah. recorded. Um, I don't know that it's quite time for this, but I actually do want to really dive into the big board. Here's my proposal. The Social Network is the best movie we've re- reviewed in year three. I'm down. And it, it edges out Parasite because it's, it's for us.
2: I'm down. Yeah. hundred percent.
1: Uh, and so two and three are also for us, right? Star Wars nine. I cannot
2: is... tell you how both stoked and because I feel like we are always at odds on this show these days. Not in a bad way. Not in like a, I feel like we're fighting about movies. It's just like. I feel like either I have a very strong opinion of a movie and you don't, or you have a very strong opinion of a movie and I don't for the most part. Like I love Knives Out. You were kind of cold on it.
1: Uh, Knives Out, the reason I think it's going to stay high on the list, I don't think we'll review many movies that I find better than Parasite, Star Wars, and Knives Out. Um, Although this has been by far and away our best year for films. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I say that because... At the bottom of the list, we don't get to movies that I didn't like until we hit Ghostbusters 2. Right. Which is 28 of 30.
2: Yeah. And I like Ghostbusters 2, honestly.
1: I, I mean, I, I don't hate. It. I don't even dislike She's the Man. I haven't, we don't I haven't get to seen movies that it it came out in theaters. Uh, right. We don't get to a movie that I genuinely didn't like until Hocus until Pocus. Until Hocus Pocus, yeah. Uh, no, I but agree. The social the social network it was made for us it is but so was star wars 9 and knives out right star wars 9 is like the go watch a movie person's movie yeah and knives out is like the movie person's and I, I will continue
2: movie. to fight for star wars 9 until i die
1: i loved it yeah
2: i i would like to actually i would like to say something okay. about star wars that's gonna be a little bit controversial okay but i'm getting okay. i have this platform right and i'm gonna, i'm gonna fight for something here okay Y'all got to go watch Return of the Jedi again. And y'all got to shut the heck up about Return of the Jedi. Being what? Being great. Everybody keeps saying, like, we keep getting people that are like, oh, well, my, there's not a, you know, obviously the original trilogy is so much better than the sequels. Like, Star Wars 9 definitely falls below Return of the Jedi for me. And, like, 19 people have freaking said that since we posted the, 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 like, hey, what do you think about the big board? And people have been like, I think Star Wars is too high. Star Wars 9 sucked. It's not Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is a bad movie.
1: The truth is revealed. Return of the, Je- the third Here, installments the thing. for here's me. Here's the
2: thing. Here's the, the God's truth about the situation. I'm going to say something right now that's going to piss people off. I would rather, and you know how I've talked about Rogue One, I would rather watch Rogue One right now than Return of the Jedi.
1: Oh man, if you watch Rogue One, you're going to be like, this is actually pretty good. And I'm not going to be like the, about Return
2: of the Jedi. It's... it's there's no world for me in which it is not better than four, five, seven, eight, nine, and three at least.
1: I was gonna ask you how you ranked. Uh, okay, th- thir- Attack, third of Clones, Attack of the Clones, Attack of the
2: Clones, and Phantom Menace are—they have problems. They're hard to watch. Yeah, there's 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 scenes that make me physically cringe. That's the way I feel about Return of the Jedi. That is the only one of the original trilogy that does that. Empire, great movie. A New Hope, great movie. I still maintain that the sequels were better maybe because they were more for me than the original ones were and it was well, it was part yeah. of my thing it's like the star wars episode episode seven could not have hit me at a better time
1: what how old were we like 2016 we're like just out of college it's 2015 2015 yeah. so we were finishing college
2: uh, yeah 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 we were still you and i were still living in port together
1: i i literally graduated like that week then, yeah if it was 2015
2: you had yeah yeah but it was like I was starting to swing back into, like, going to the movies more. Because I, I didn't I didn't go to the movies for most of the end of high school and college. It just wasn't a Which thing Which is weird, because we could drive. Well, yeah, we went to the movies a lot. And then, you know, when we first got our license, we went to the movies a bunch. But then, like, I just... We, we had better things to do, I guess. And there wasn't a whole lot that came out. Like, if you go look at, like, 2009, 2010, 2011, like, there wasn't a lot going on, bud.
1: No, it was, like, Phase 1 Marvel. A lot of people don't most realize... Most of Phase 1
2: they- Marvel wasn't even out. Like, like Captain America... The, the first adventure came out after we graduated high school or like right before we graduated high school. It was like, I think it was May that year, 2011
1: that can't be right because civil war was five years later
2: yeah captain america happened in in i mean civil war happened i think after we graduated after i graduated college
1: i know it, it was after you graduated college because yeah, i went and saw it senior week my senior 20, week was class my senior week was age of ultron i think my my senior week got a little got you edged out there
2: oh i'd rather watch age of ultron than civil war um you can't understate uh james spader as ultron
1: that's true a lot of people forget about that a lot of people do um,
2: Captain America yeah July 19th 2011 I was right so it was it was
1: um, the summer we graduated cause Green
2: Lantern came out and then Captain America came out
1: man what a time
2: yeah I want to see both of them but with Emily Jensen
1: this is an important thing a lot of people were not like, like to be a MCU stan did not exist until phase three yeah a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people think, oh, I've loved the MCU since Iron Man. No, you didn't. You saw Iron Man. You saw most of the intermediary, maybe, maybe even all of them. You were not an MCU stan until, I would say, Civil War at the earliest. Nobody was. We didn't know what it was going to be. We didn't. There was, yeah, there was no stakes. There
2: was no stakes. It took them so long to put the first movies out. But like, okay, so Harry Potter, uh, Harry Potter 7 came out in, at the end of 2010. Harry Potter 8 came out in July 2011. I didn't go see either of those in theaters. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, I did. I saw I saw the tomb get opened at the end of 7.
2: I didn't. Cuz I didn't know anybody to go with. I was not dating Sorry. at the time. Everybody else was. And then uh my girlfriend didn't want to sit at the time for 11, or not 11, uh for 7 didn't want to see it.
1: At, at 26 or 27, how old are we? 26, 27? Yeah. How old are we? 27. 27. At 27 years old, would you not invite your single friend to the movies if you were going like, if I was going to the movies, you were going to the movies, I think, and then Emily I and Kate were coming you, with me, us. I think
2: you, me, Emily, and Frank tomorrow went to, like, a bunch <laughs> of movies.
1: <laughs> but, like, but, like, at this age, if you and me, Emily and Kate, and like oh you want
2: to talk I'm, about a thing that i was bullied for in high school by my f- people that are still my friends including you it was going to the <laughs> movies a by myself and b with my mother
1: i would believe that that young me bullied you for that oh, 100%, but i want to let you because know. i
2: remember i went to see avatar by myself when i saw it for like the fourth time and you were like yeah. well wow, you're such a such an idiot like you said you said some not nice words for sure i mean we all did it was back then uh i'm not i'm not like mad about it it was just like i can remember conversations about you and chris being like wow look at this loser going to the movies by himself to the point where I felt like I couldn't go see Harry Potter seven by myself. And I don't care. Like it, it doesn't, the fact that I didn't see Harry Potter seven and eight in theaters, isn't a thing that I go back in my life. And I'm like, man, I didn't see those in theaters because I still don't place that kind of stake on it.
1: I do like those Potter films.
2: I do too. But like, there's no movie that I'm like, man, I didn't see this in theaters. I really missed out because it just, it'll it eventually come to the point where I can see it. Right. It's like there was a bunch of the MCU movies I didn't get to go to for whatever reason. Or didn't go
1: to. I think-
2: Because I wasn't- I wasn't an MCU fan. Like, I liked Iron Man a lot. I didn't really care for Iron Man 2. Captain America I thought was like, all right, I didn't see Hulk or Thor. Avengers was cool, but I was just like, cool, these are superhero movies. They're gonna put another one out every two months. Man, that Ryan Reynolds uh, Green Lantern movie was sick.
1: Yeah, I remember liking it.
2: Haven't seen it since then.
1: I don't think you want to.
2: I definitely don't want to. I don't, I love it, and I don't want to ruin that for myself.
1: (laughs) Do you remember having such low standards? Those were the good old days, man, when you didn't get to see movies like Parasite because you didn't, you saw that there was a foreign language film at the Oscars and you were like, yeah, I'm just never gonna see that.
2: in a so here was my thing is like i went i grew up watching a lot of critically acclaimed films both new and old and then i stopped watching movies almost entirely like of my own devising i would i mean i would go home and watch whatever my dad put on tv
1: you know you this is this is something that you did in college is you would not let movies be planned
2: because they're still not there's still not plans.
1: <coughs> My Monday night, Ethan, is spoken for. I'm watching. Whatever I get that, movie. but that's
2: different. Like, <laughs> if Chris if, if say say we weren't in a lockdown, right? If Chris yep. Millahan was like, "Hey, bro, you want to?" I haven't seen you in, in weeks, man. You want to go to the movies? I'd still be like, I would really rather just like let's go grab a beer and talk.
1: I would not be opposed if we weren't in a lockdown. If there was interest, I would be interested in doing like a original trilogy weekend where on Friday night we all get together we drink beer and we watch A New Hope and then we you know go home and on Saturday night we all make chili and we watch Empire Strikes Back I and didn't, then Sunday so- night
2: I didn't want to be, I didn't want movies to be plans because I liked to hang out with my friends and like have interactions with them. Mm-hmm. And I still feel like I would, I would, at this point in my life, I would per- pretty much rather go to a movie by myself.
1: Oh, I definitely prefer going to go into the movies by myself. That is definitely the ideal way to go to the cinema.
2: Like it is just, it is such a, because you can't watch movie I mean, you can, obviously you can watch a movie together. And if you're at your house, like Kate and I will be watching movies and I'll pause all the time and, and she'll pause all the time. And we'll just talk about something that just happened. Right. But like, we can't stop in, in the middle of a movie and have a 15 minute conversation about like, oh man, I really like this actor in this thing that we both saw together.
1: Right. That is one thing I've noticed about watching at home is that you can like get up and go get a snack and you yeah, pause I can, it. I can go to the bathroom. I can go get, refill my drink. Like, I think pausing it really messes up the experience.
2: I disagree. I don't want to pause it and pick it up tomorrow, but I'll pause it, it and pick it up a minute and 30 seconds and later.
1: I have to pause it and pick it up tomorrow a lot for bacon and eggs. I haven't done that
2: in a long time.
1: Oh, you don't have a daughter.
2: I mean, yeah, but I haven't done that since I lived in, like, Newport News.
1: I had to do that with this movie. I had to pause it. Made it about an hour and 20 minutes in the first night.
2: I watched this in one two-hour segment.
1: It sounds like a nice two-hour I segment. I put it on at four o'clock, and it was done by six. The third act of this movie is the blink of an eye. This is a rare instance where I paused the movie, and I saw there was 18 minutes left, and I was like, wait, that's it? It, wrap, it wraps up fast.
2: People in Discord, uh, when we announced that we were doing this, have, have been watching it. Because so, it's been it's been in the list now for a couple weeks. Yes. People have been like, do the social network. And we're like, okay, vote for it. And then we're like, I've done the Disney movie wins. And then they're like, but what? And I'm like, vote for it. Vote for I it. I want sweet, to cover sweet. this movie. I love this movie. Please cover it or please vote for it.
1: I'm glad people voted for it. I Let's am too, see. and it
2: won. But then people have been like, ah, oh, you know, I didn't really love the ending, and I just don't understand that.
1: Oh, I lo- I think it's masterful. It's
2: masterful, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't wrap up the same way like Remember the Titans did, where it's like you get no. you get a little scene of them like playing football.
1: No, it, it ends up with
2: It ends up with Mark refreshing the page that his girlfriend's his ex-girlfriend's never gonna accept his friend request. Yeah. It ends with Mark Zuckerberg learning for the first time in his life that he may have burned a bridge.
1: Right. Even though he burns like every bridge in the whole movie.
2: He can't. That's when he figures it out. When Rashida Jones is like, you're not a bad guy, Mark. You're just trying so hard to be. Yeah. When Rashida Jones
1: said that, I I felt it in my soul. The
2: dialogue in this movie, I mean, it's Aaron Sorkin. I don't know how much experience you have with Aaron Sorkin properties. I have a bunch.
1: I've seen an episode or two of the West Wing. I
2: love the West Wing. I loved the newsroom. I love Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. I love Sports Night.
1: Big Sorkin guy,
2: huh? Big Sorkin guy. Yeah. I grew up a Sorkin. My mom's a huge Sorkin stan. I've seen a lot of the West Wing. I haven't like sat down and watched it all the way through, but it's like, it was one of those things where like my mom would have it on TV cause they do a rerun every day. Like they would rerun an episode. I think it came on like after
1: Gilmore Girls. Oh, you want to talk about an exercise and dialogue. Uh, there's more
2: worthwhile dialogue in every episode of The West Wing than there is in every episode of Gilmore Girls. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but the way Gilmore people, Girls the way people different. in Aaron Sorkin's brain talk to each other is like because a lot of dialogue is either bad or just over, like heavy-handed.
1: In Sorkin, no, or no, or in, like, in in, 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 in dialogue,
2: it just in in TV right. and film in general. You you right. you. you you know, because when you, when you get really good scenes, it'll go too far and you'll be like, ah, people don't talk like this. And like, people don't talk to each other the way Aaron Sorkin thinks they do, but it's crafted well enough that you feel it. Yeah. Like, when when Eduardo I, finally blows, perhaps hats off to Andrew Garfield for that scene. It's a great scene. I can't imagine Jesse Eisenberg sitting there and going like, just the stale look on his face while Andrew Garfield's a foot away from him, just screaming at him.
1: Yeah. Like, the, sorry, the my
2: product's <laughs> at the cleaners!
1: The 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 great thing about that is... is is uh sean parker keeps inserting himself in the conversation and on zuck's desk is the business cards yeah i mean it's just you can't put anything together better than that mark zuckerberg wearing an arm and hammer t-shirt is that what he was yeah that's funny
2: army hammer playing two people that talk over top of each other fantastic
1: you know what? We didn't hardly talk about the Winklevi.
2: Winklevi are brilliant characters. They are twins that aren't the same.
1: Yes. Because so they often like the disagree. characters are twins
2: are like, because they make, they make comments where they're, you know, the, the joking is like, oh, you can row backwards and I can row forwards. And he's like, well, genetically we're identical. So science says we should stay in the same spot, but like, they're yeah. not identical. One of them hates everybody. Yeah. One of them's ready really to just, I don't Mark know which Zuckerberg. one. I think it's Tyler is ready to just blow up. And Cameron's like, we're gentlemen of Harvard.
1: They have different haircuts.
2: They're so they're was... so different. It's incredible. Yeah. Talk about that. We talk about the music. I hate Nine Inch Nails, but I love Trent Reznor doing the
1: score. Look at you go, what? turning over leaves.
2: Yeah, uh, brilliant. The the like synthesized digital version of In the Hall of the Mountain King that they stuck a rowing scene in just to like give a reason to have that.
1: Yeah. Oh, incredible. I loved this whole movie. Also, eventually there's going to be a movie about Mark Zuckerberg teaching the founder of TikTok three how to run a viral internet company
2: yeah <laughs> when <laughs> i mean it's just it, it is literally it is a masterclass at so many things
1: i can imagine mark zuckerberg being like a billion dollars isn't cool you know it's cool a trillion, a trillion dollars, dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what you've got right now TikTok, it's cool don't dilute it with that mark
2: zuckerberg like still isn't even that rich because he just still owns
1: facebook he's pretty freaking rich
2: yeah but he's not he's not top five He's still not
1: Bill Gates. Do you want to be Slick Willie? Mark Zuckerberg net worth. These websites are always so accurate.
2: He's got $70 billion. That's more than I thought. That's so many billion That is more than I thought, for sure. It's twice what Elon Musk is. Good God. But like, he's still not Bill Gates. Yeah,
1: he could buy 20 Disney worlds. He's no Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is insane. With the exception
2: of Bill Gates, American billionaires are the worst.
1: I don't know enough about it, to be honest with you. Something, something, eat the rich.
2: It's just like... Other billionaires from other countries... And I'm not, like, making a claim there should be any billionaires. But, like, other billionaires from other countries just keep their mouths shut.
1: Well, how could you keep your mouth shut when you have a billion friends? They don't have roads in Taiwan, but they have Facebook. The tagline for this movie, you don't make it to 500 million friends without making a few enemies. 500 million sounds like so few Facebook users.
2: Yeah. it's. I mean, it's one-fourteenth of the world, one-sixteenth of the world.
1: But it still sounds like like way more people than that have Facebook.
2: Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is actually number five on the billionaire list right now.
1: Okay, so he's Somebody pretty well. Died. Okay, so there are 2.375 billion monthly active users on Facebook. And almost half of those are mobile only.
2: That's wild because most of the world insane. doesn't have computers. They got phones. They don't have a laptop.
1: Right. Oh, I know. I remember when I first got my desktop as like a grown-up. It was like it was weird. Like I hadn't used like a computer in over a year.
2: So there's one there's one name in the top 5 billionaires whose name I don't know.
1: I'm going to guess it's Bezos, Gates, Buffett, it's Bezos, Gates, Blank, Buffett, Zuck. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't know the order. But I don't know who Blank would be.
2: Exactly. That's what I'm saying though. It is Bernard Arnault who owns Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy.
1: What a series of brands.
2: Yeah, that's all one they they make furniture not furniture they make luggage and
1: alcohol. I don't I don't even like Louis Vuitton. I think it's the ugliest fraternity. Uh, uh, uh.
2: Oh, all the, all, the, all the fashion brands are owned by billionaires. Oh, I know that. Yeah, like, I just think like, that they're that's ugly. The, you look at, because I read an, a Forbes list recently of like what the world's billionaires were doing to assist with COVID. And Italy Making obviously masks. is a huge problem with it. Like they were the first country to have like massive, massive outbreaks that wasn't China. Right. And like there's so many Italian billionaires. Right. That are, are like Milan fashion houses owners. And it was yeah. like, what did Armani do? What did Gucci do? What did like pe- people, who, you don't even necessarily realize that there's somebody's name.
1: Right. Right. You would have thought that this was a brand passed down and now it is owned by a conglomeration right. of shareholders.
2: Right. And it's just crazy that like there's so many Italian fashion houses that can be owned by billionaires that, that they've sold that money, that much clothing, like shoes, like horse bit loaf, that they've made billions of dollars.
1: Oh, I know. It's crazy. The thing is because fabric doesn't cost that much.
2: And then you realize that like a pair of Balenciaga sneakers goes for like $1,100 retail.
1: Right. How much is the store paying for those? $1,000?
2: Uh, no, because they're like entirely sold- in-house so nothing then yeah nothing yeah there's no middleman
1: right direct to consumer that's how you make money um but we need to wrap we are at we at do an need an to wrap but we already 40, did the big board 41 minutes we did the big board um the the breakfast food will be decided by you the listener either today thursday or tomorrow friday i will post on the facebook group asking uh what breakfast food you would apply to the social network uh what do we land on for our breakfast food for mary poppins there's a bunch of good ones uh let's go to facebook I gotta go to Facebook it's always always Facebook pulling it up oh, we have a new t-shirt out while I'm pulling that up if you haven't checked it out we do have a uh, stay at home collection that I think you're gonna really really like it's a very simple t-shirt and hoodie I recommend you go a size larger the link to that is in the description of the episode uh, the question posed on April 24th was if Mary Poppins were breakfast food what would it be uh, a bunch of really good answers a lot of people said a spoonful of sugar. Uh, Jason Barry said a full English with a pipe of your finest tobacco. Uh, Frank Botello said turkey bacon and egg whites. So I guess they were going for something clean... Uh, Mary Clay Watt, host of That's What I'm Talking About, said an oatmeal or the oatmeal with the dinosaur eggs because at first glance it's a very sensible, normal breakfast. But when you first start eating, it's like, wait, this is great. Uh, Ineth says a spoonful of sugar. Um, Nathaniel Miller says something Lucky Charms. Uh, a lot of people said English breakfast. Jamie Zales said a pink sprinkled frosted donut. Um, I like that one. Ma- yeah. Mackenzie Ryan Hatfield said something practically perfect in every day, every way. Uh, Cooper gets said a breakfast baconator, um, which I thought was hilarious. Teen Crumpets, Lucky Charms, Buttered Toast, Cinnamon Sugar Toast, Spoonful of Sugar. I said uh, it is cornflakes with a spoonful of sugar, because how could we have not thought of that? Um, For real, though, and yeah, I, I do
2: want to say this. Um, I did watch the sequel last night. Yeah. It's very good. Okay. I think you should go. I don't know if we're going to cover it right away. I'm sure we'll end up covering it eventually, but you should go watch it. While the the original is fresh in your mind. All right.
1: I'll think about it.
2: Because it is... It does not stand... I don't think it would stand very well on its own. But it is an excellent sequel.
1: Well, I do have... uh, I will check that out. I do have a couple more uh, small shout-outs. Since we don't have a huge shout-out... What do we call it? Big shout-out? Super shout-out. Super shout-out. I could not think of the word super to save my life. So we don't That's have a super shout wild. out this week. I do have more. I know. I do have more small shout outs. The question posed on Facebook was, as we prep the review, the social network, I've got to know what's your favorite biopic? Lily Lesh loved Rocket Man. Ali Heron loved Bohemian Rhapsody, The Imitation Game, and The Theory of Everything. My wife, Emily, uh, really loved I, Tanya, and Aaron Brockovich. Jasmine Weiner loved A Beautiful Mind. Uh, Jim Swindell loved Ray. Frank Botello loved Ford vs. Ferrari. Isaac Carlson loved The Social Network. So there we go uh let's see perry wilson loved hacksaw ridge nathaniel miller uh said forrest gump but then he said he was just kidding a beautiful mind hudson chrisman said his king's speech sabrina earls the theory of everything or the imitation game uh katie Farnog said shadowlands about c.s lewis uh walk the line was in there imitation game got a lot eight mile got one from rachel dickhausen so there's a bunch of good answers here ethan do you have a favorite biopic other than the social network
2: that's a great question. I, this, this, uh, actually the response to this got me thinking because like, it was wild for me to observe what people consider biopics.
1: A lot of, like, it would never. which one surprised you? It would
2: never come to mind for me to consider war movies. Yeah. Imitation game about, I wouldn't
1: have thought of uh, as a biopic. Uh,
2: do you know what imitation game is about? Have you seen imitation game?
1: It's the codebreaker. That's the, 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 biopic, right? is the
2: biopic you could ever biopic.
1: Oh, it's not the theory of everything. It's the biopic. It's the biopic. same you movie. It is
2: the same movie. They are the same movie.
1: They're both good. I like. They're both, both the
2: same them. movie. I just said war movies, and you were like, "Yeah, I wouldn't consider this movie about a specific person who did a thing."
1: What war movie were you thinking of? I wouldn't. Eight Mile. Imitation Game is not a war movie, bud. Okay, what war movie? Like Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't like, have thought of that if, as a if it's about either. real people,
2: I, I, to me, a biopic is a like it is a biography turned movie. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's about a person. Right. Same with like it would. I know it is. It would not. I would not. And I'm not saying these answers are wrong. It's just like, it is, it is, it would not come to mind to think of Ford versus Ferrari as a biopic.
1: Yeah, I didn't have an answer for that one because that's such like an iconic story. It's a, yeah, it's I a bio
2: didn't... about a car.
1: Right. Like, it's at, the at, origin at its, of the Shelby Mustang. Yeah, it's
2: not about, it's about the car. It's not about Ken Miles. It is about Ken Miles more than the other ones, but it's not about Carol Shelby. It's not about Henry Ford. It's not about Enzo Ferrari. And again, these answers are wrong. Uh, favorite biopic? God. If we're considering a beautiful mind, which I told Jasmine that we were, that might be it. Beautiful mind's complicated because it is very fictionalized, uh, but like so is Rocket Man. <laughs> yeah, is what I think is literally what I said it was like if we're considering Rocket Man, then we're definitely considering Beautiful Mind. Rocket Man might be it. That was a great movie. Um, I'm not really usually one for the biopic genre, though.
1: Oh, I love a good biopic. Like, I was
2: extremely bored with The Imitation Game, even though it's a very good movie.
1: I liked Imitation Game. I wouldn't I make it into my theory, list of top biopics. I was born I liked, bored
2: with uh, uh, save Mr. Banks. Nobody said save Mr. L- Mr. Banks, which was wild.
1: I liked Hidden Figures. Yeah. Um. I like. I mean, my my by far all-time favorite is Without Limits. But
2: again, Hidden Figures is, is one for me that it, it wouldn't have thought of it.
1: Yeah. Well, somebody said it, and then I was like, oh, yeah. it's about a group of people. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Mahershala Ali did so good in that movie. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we got our movie rankings. we got our super shout-out. Talk about the Facebook group. If you want to join the Facebook group, it's free. There's a link in the description. Uh, If you like this show and you want to listen to other shows like it, you can check out all the shows we have on WBNE.org. There are a bunch of very good shows. You can listen to our brand-new Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Late to the Party. It's hosted by uh, Dungeon Master Jordan Balky. You can listen to our Broadway show, uh, which is called um, Ah, Sincerely Us. Wild. Uh,
2: Uh, What? You just forgot that. I was recently on an episode of Sincerely Us to talk about Evita by Andrew Lloyd Webber. It was a great time. I'm very excited about that episode. Go listen to it right now.
1: And Mary Clay Watt was on this just past week to talk about, it says she loves me. I, don't, I didn't listen to it, so I don't know. Uh, but you should listen to it. I'm sure it's very good. I just haven't had the moment. Or you can listen to my wife and I's podcast. It's called Bagels. It's a relationships podcast where we talk about everything from going back to Disney World to digging deep, deep on each other to talking about our dogs to having guests on who talk about their relationship. Um, we just have a lot of fun. It's a, it's a really good time. And if you want to listen to that, there's a preview for that show right here.
0: Hello, I'm Tyler Carlin, and I love you. And I'm Emily Carlin, and I love you too.
1: And if you love someone or you love love, you should listen to our new podcast, Bagels!
0: We're not experts, but we sure would like to be.
1: And we believe the best way to get better at something is to practice.
0: So listen to our story as it unfolds as young parents,
1: as best friends,
0: as husband and wife,
1: as we explore what relationships mean to us and to those around us.
0: Bagels, available now at WBNE.org or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: In addition, As long as we, so we peeled back the curtain a little bit on how WBE runs, and I thought about this while you were actually, as long as we're talking about businesses and everything during this episode, I was talking about this while you were talking about a Patreon ad read, and we, we, you, you said like vaguely, like if you want to make more shows, or if you want us to make more shows, we need Patreon money, and like I'm just gonna be straight up with you, each podcast that WBE makes costs us directly 108 dollars a year just to keep it on out to keep it out
1: keep it running to keep it moving like
2: we have paid almost 300 just to to keep bacon and eggs in your ears and we will continue to have to pay that probably forever
1: and we like to pay it
2: and we like to pay it so if you want us to make more podcasts that's your number not saying that you need to dono- donate 108 dollars yourself per year but like that is nine dollars
1: i mean that that is literally just hosting the podcast that doesn't include the you know the microphones the computers the no yeah, that's what i'm saying That's literally just posting. just keeping
2: it in your ears not making it keeping it in your ears is is it costs 108 a year that is a like nine dollar a month donation so if you if you want us to make more shows and you want us to you, you could don't, donate to the bacon nx patreon and you could donate nine dollars a month you could send us a message saying here's your nine dollars a month go make a show
1: also i want to chat more so send us a message say hello send us an email at uh BaconandEggsMedia at gmail.com. Oh, my wife's here, host of Bagels. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey, Emily, what's come up? give us a pitch for Bagels.
0: Bagels is a great show. You should definitely go give it a listen. Um, I'm pretty much the star of the show. Um, here's my friend here. Your other host. Hi. Tyler. host He's, well, you know, I'm really the host, and you're the. Like, you're the, what's the, the guy. What's the guy that the the hosts
1: uh, Wheel of Fortune?
0: Pat Sajak.
1: You're Pat Sajak, and I'm the the vanna white.
0: vanna white
1: i'm vanna white
0: no you're like the camera guy <laughs> <laughs>
1: stella's okay, vanna goodbye. white uh, <laughs> yeah olivia's vanna white um that's a good show you should listen to it but yeah so that oh, is the cost of, new of fortune show we...
2: first. <laughs> i was like what you just making yeah, a you... plug for wheel of fortune right now <laughs> like that's a good show you should go watch it
1: yeah no bagels uh yeah shoot us a message let's chat do you have an idea for a podcast do you have an idea for your own podcast and you need help we are here to help i won't always get back to you immediately but i oftentimes will so shoot us a dm wherever you find us yeah or tweet at us
2: cool um you can find us all over the internet at bacon and eggs pod or on patreon.com slash bacon and eggs or teespring.com slash stores dash bacon dash and dash eggs it's all in the description nobody types these links in come on now Our art is by Vaishan Brandon, graphite.vmb on Instagram. Hit him up. Get him to do some art for you. Andrew Scott Bell at andrewscottbellmusic.com to get your own custom music for whatever you need. Andrew Scott Bell, andrewscottbellmusic.com. Get some music from him. Anyway, I've been Ethan Edchill. He's been Tyler Carlin. And until Monday, arrivederci.
1: As for any charges stemming from the breach of security, I believe I deserve some recognition from this board.